Hello! Welcome in again to another story about the Peters family. This week's story is entitled, Penelope Must Persevere. Persevere means to stick with something. If your parents tell you to persevere, it's another way of saying, don't quit! As we do in all of our stories, we've included a hymn title or a line from a hymn within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If your answer is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. And just to make sure you understand, we're looking for the hymn that's in this week's story and not the chorus that Penelope sings to her twin sisters. So beware. Last week, our winners were three siblings, Caleb, Kaylee, and David from Ephrata, Pennsylvania. They sent in the winning answer of Revive Us Again from the story, Penelope's Impatience. Great job, you guys. It's time to start this week's story. Penelope must persevere. It was a still somewhat dark Saturday morning when Mama Peters hopped out of bed, pulling on her oversized t-shirt, a pair of leggings, and tennis shoes. Pulling her hair back into a tight ponytail, she walked over to the other side of the bed and whispered to Daddy Peters that she was heading out on a short hike. I'm going to take the girls with me. I can already hear that they're up in their room, chatting quietly. Daddy Peters groggily answered, mm, Okay, I love you. Mama Peters crept out of the semi-dark room and into the girls' bedroom where the twins were tittering and laughing with one another. Penelope was lying in her bed, reading a book. Ladies, would you like to come on a hike with me? Sure, Penelope said excitedly, jumping out of bed and pulling on her sweats and tennis shoes. She set to work helping the twins out of bed and getting them dressed quickly alongside Mama Peters. They all grabbed granola bars and walked out of the front door, grabbing the devil stroller from the family room on their way out. With Patience and Priscilla safely strapped in, Penelope and Mama Peters began their walk. They strolled to the end of the road where there was a trail entrance to the foothills that surrounded their community. Penelope glanced at the dogwoods, splashed with crimson and earth tones as they hung onto their host waiting for the coup de grace due to the changing climate. The climb up the hill was easy enough, but Penelope was uncomfortable in her shoes. Her toes were being pushed into the toe box, which made walking terribly uncomfortable. She tried wiggling her toes around to loosen up the shoe, but it wasn't working. She began to feel the friction of the ground on the soles of her feet. Her discomfort grew. Pausing on the trail, she stamped her foot, hoping her tight shoes would loosen a little bit. Mama Peters didn't even notice as she plowed on ahead with the stroller. Penelope picked up her pace to catch up. She continued to wiggle her toes upward, trying to give herself some relief. But when that didn't do the trick, she tightened her hands in a fist and walked stiffly along, swinging hard, frustrated with her feet. Despite the chilly weather, she had begun to sweat profusely. Her thoughts began to get the best of her. Her thoughts came fast and furious. I wish I could get these shoes off! Maybe I should take them off and walk barefoot! This is so hard! I do not like this! Continuing to gripe in her head, she could see Mama Peters up ahead, who was completely oblivious to Penelope's issue with her shoes. Penelope's monologue inside her head continued. Please, Mama Peters, won't you slow down? My shoes are killing me! I can't walk anymore! I want to go home! Penelope kept all her thoughts in her head, but they were welling up inside of her. Like a slow simmering pot of water ready to boil over, or a gargantuan pile of loose snow at the top of the mountain, primed to roll down like a land tsunami. Penelope could feel the heat of her complaint rising to the surface, but she caught herself, mustering the fraction of self-control that she had left inside, 
She yelled out, Mama Peters, can we please slow down? My shoes are really hurting me. They are, Pin? Why, what's wrong? Why are they hurting you? I don't know, Mama Peters, but but they're just too tight. Mama Peters stopped, bent down, and pushed her thumb on the front of Penelope's shoes. Wow, you're right, Pin. Your shoes are too tight. I'm so sorry, honey. You must have really had a growth spurt. We need to turn around and walk home. Unfortunately, though, we've already walked a couple of miles, and I've forgotten my phone, so I can't call Daddy Peters to come get us. We don't really have a choice. We're just going to have to walk back. Penelope was oh so relieved to be turning around, but didn't know they had gone so far. Mama Peters, can you carry me? Oh, sweetheart, I'm afraid I can't. I, I have to push the twins back. And, and, and I think carrying you back, you're just too big to carry back. I feel terrible about it, but there's not much I can do. I think the best thing to do is that we pray for perseverance and that the Lord will spare you from any blisters. But Mama Peters, it hurts so bad. I don't want to pray for perseverance. I just want to be done with this walk. I want to be home. Oh, Nellie, I understand that. But what else can we do? Do you have a different suggestion? Let's stop here and rest and talk for a minute. Mama Peters dropped the brake on the stroller, sat down on a large rock, and invited Penelope to sit next to her. Penelope sat down, only too happy to take the pressure off her feet for a minute or two. The sun was bright in the morning sky, and though Penelope could see her breath, she was warm from the walk and her anger. So, Pen, why is it that you don't want to talk to the Lord about this problem? Mama Peters queried quietly. Because I know he won't take it away. Penelope's hot tears came bursting out under her cheeks. Well, what do you mean, Pen? Well, <laughs> I know that he just won't take, take it away, so I don't want to break. I, I know he's, I know we'll have to walk to the end, and, and that just stinks. Oh, sweet girl, you've had a whole lot more going on in your heart than I realized. Do you think that your attitude of complaint and your anger might only be making it worse? I suppose so, Penelope conceded unhappily. Huffing and bluffing and blowing a lot of hot air will do nothing to get you to where you need to be. In fact, it won't even help you feel better. From what I can tell, you're pretty miserable even now. As Mama Peters talked, she released the brake from her stroller and started walking again, urging Penelope to walk alongside. Mama Peters continued, When I was young, I hadn't learned to ride my bike yet, like all of my friends and even my siblings. I was starting to get a bit older, and I still hadn't learned. And in my mind, I should have already known how to ride a bike. I procrastinated, too, because I was a little bit scared of what might happen. I didn't want to get hurt. But I vividly remember the day that my dad came up into my room and told me that we were going to go right then and there so that I could practice riding my bike. I can't tell you how nervous I was. At the same time, I was excited because I wanted to be able to ride it just like my friends. My dad was adamant that I was to learn to ride the bike today, as he said. He told me that being so old and having the advantage of greater stability would mean that it wouldn't take me long to master the bike. Well, hearing that gave me great confidence, so I was excited. I thought for sure I would be riding my bike in about 20 minutes flat. I envisioned me being able to ride that bike with no hands, too. 
My expectations were soaring as I sat on the black seat and could easily touch the ground with my feet at the same time. My dad explained all the nuts and bolts of riding and instructed me to put my foot on the pedal and as fast as I could with all the strength that I had to start pedaling and ride with my head up facing the direction I was going. Well, I did try. I tried and I tried and I tried. With my dad holding the back of my seat and running alongside, he would release the bike after I was going strong and before long I would ride headlong into the mailbox or the neighbor's tree, or a parked car. I had crashed no fewer than a dozen times, with my knees completely scraped from the ground. The last time that I crashed, I grazed my knuckles on the ground, and I had had it. I jumped off the bike and let it crash to the ground. I was so angry that I had started to cry, and I ran to my dad. He held out his arms, thinking I was really hurt. He hugged me and wiped my tears, and then gently asked, Are you okay, darling? I was angry, though, but my dad didn't know it. I bit off my words in anger. I'm fine, but I don't like like riding bikes, and I want you to throw my bike away or give it away or sell it. I don't care. Of course, I realized now that my dad was quite taken aback by my attitude. He recoiled a little bit before recognizing the problem. I want you to get back on that bike and work on your heart, he admonished me. Well, I knew better than to directly disobey him but it didn't stop my mouth or my heart. This bike is a silly bike, and I don't want it. It's no good. There's something wrong with it. I'll get back on it, but I'm just going to fall again, and it will be this awful bike's fault. I went on and on and on. My dad kept reminding me to hop back on the bike and to keep trying and to stop being angry. But every time I fell, I would angrily mutter, Fine, but it's just going to happen again. This bike is going to break my legs, and then you'll be sorry. But my dad didn't hear me at all. Although I think I wished he had, I was completely filled with self-pity, and I wanted my dad to feel sorry for me too. But wouldn't you know it? As I muttered under my breath, I was learning to balance better, and before I knew it, I was riding along on that bike without falling. I could feel the wind in my hair and hear it whistling past my ears. I could see everything passing by me, and I was feeling the joy of speed. I pedaled faster and faster and didn't even realize that my dad had not been holding the seat until I rode the entire block by my house. I was overcome with joy. And though the day had been long and it had taken me what I thought was too long to ride that bike, I had at last learned to ride it. When I spotted my dad at my house waiting for me with a massive smile on his face, I felt sick to my stomach. He was so gracious and so happy for me and waited with rejoicing as I came to a stop in front of him. He picked me up and hugged me and said, You did it! Praise the Lord, sweetie, you did it! And Penelope, my heart was so heavy I began sobbing on the spot. My dad asked me what was wrong, but I think he really knew. I poured out my thoughts to him, telling him how sorry I was to have complained. I told him that I should never have said the things I said and that I didn't deserve for him to be so... So, so kind to me, and even now, as you can see, that I'm filled with emotion. I had spoiled the joy of victory by complaining the entire time. (laughs) But, Pen, here's what I remember most. My dad embraced me and said, My darling daughter, I always want you to remember that when you grumble, you're grumbling at God and against Him, and you're ruining the lesson that God might have for you. And that's usually a lesson on persevering in His strength. When God puts something difficult in our path, we need to, by the strength of God, keep silent and not complain and grumble against Him. 
Our griping and complaining comes from a heart of forgetfulness and ingratitude. We forget that God is in control, that the circumstances we're in right now are part of His plan, and that He will get us through those circumstances. The Bible tells us in James that trials are difficult for the moment. And I'm not saying it's not difficult, and I'm certainly not claiming that in every trial, I praise the Lord 100% of the time, because you know all too well that I just don't. But it also says in James 1, count it all joy when you undergo trials of various kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. God never said it would be easy, but He did promise to give us His Spirit and to help us through things. Like right now, as your mom, I feel horrible about your shoes because I love you. And if I could change the scenario, I would. But it helps me to remember that Romans 8.28 says, All things work together for good to those who love God, and we love God, and to those who are called according to His purpose. I wish I'd not forgotten my phone, and oh, do I wish I'd realized your shoes were way too tight. So what do I do now? Should I stew and worry about how your feet are probably hurting and you might get a blister? Because what good would that do? Instead, I'm going to remember that God is in control, that He caused this to come about for you and for me, and I will trust Him to get us home. But oh boy, I'm going to be praying as we walk for the strength to help us walk quickly, and that God will, by His grace, spare you from getting blisters or your feet hurting too much. By the power of God, and His strength and the resolve of His Spirit to help you remember that He is to be praised in all things, we will get down this hill. Penelope knew that Mama Peters loved her so much. She looked at Mama Peters' face, and in that moment, Mama Peters looked beautiful to her. Mama Peters, I, I would like to pray. Oh Lord, please forgive me for complaining against you. I have been angry about my shoes and my feet hurting. I was angry that I would have to walk all the way back down the mountain and you weren't going to just pick me up and put me back. I was angry that Mama Peters couldn't carry me. Oh Lord, I forget about how great you are. And I didn't ask you to help me. Instead, I complained. Lord, thank you for helping me even when I didn't ask. And I definitely don't deserve it. But would you help me down this mountain? Would you help me to love you with my whole heart? Thank you for Mama Peters. Please keep us safe the rest of the way. And Lord, I hope I don't get blisters, but that's up to you, and I will praise you in that too. I love you, God. Amen. Penelope's tears were no longer angry tears, but she felt the joy of repentance. Mama Peters placed her arm around Penelope and began singing, Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me. And he bought me with his redeeming blood. Penelope enthusiastically joined in the singing, and the twins even took part in their toddler-like way. After the singing had ended, though, Patience and Priscilla had had enough, and they began to whine in their seats. They probably want to get out and play, Mama Peters nodded toward the twins. Girlies, don't complain. Remember, do everything without complaining or arguing. Penelope was kind in her encouragement of her twin sisters. As she and Mama Peters walked, she reached over and held out her hand for Patience to grab as they walked. She spoke gently and then began to sing a sweet little chorus that she loved so much. Do everything without complaining. 
Do everything without arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without complaining, without arguing. Do, 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 do everything. The do, 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 do part of the song tickled the girls' funny bones and they laughed and giggled. <laughs> They stopped laughing long enough to yell out, Penelope! So Penelope sang the song over and over, entertaining the twins all the way to the trailhead. She didn't even realize that they were practically home until Mama Peters nearly shouted, We made it! Thank you so much, Lord! Penelope could hardly believe it. They had made it! They scurried inside the house, where the fragrant aroma of freshly baked cinnamon rolls hit them smack dab in the face. They smelled so good, but Penelope had only one thing on her mind. She plopped down on the floor, removed her tight shoes, and peeled off her sweaty socks. She breathed a sigh of relief, phew, as she inspected her feet. They still ate, and they were slightly swollen, but praise the Lord, not one blister was found. The Lord had carried her by His great grace from the mountain back home. She couldn't help but pray a prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you for bringing us home, Lord. Help us never to spoil a good lesson in perseverance with a spirit of complaint. Lord, we love you. Amen. She sat and rested for another moment or two before Daddy Peters came in carrying a warm, ooey-gooey frosted cinnamon roll and handed it to Penelope. She thanked the Lord for the yummy goodness and began to chow down. When she was finished with the roll, she licked her lips and quietly said to herself, Home sweet home. There's no place like it. This is Grandmom's Corner. This week, I want to again introduce you to my husband, who our grandkids call Papa. If you remember, he talked to us about his love for birds a few months ago on Grandmom's Corner. I've asked him to talk about how God gave him the steadfastness to pursue his education in chemistry. My sweet husband personifies perseverance and endurance. So here he is to join us this week. Hi, sweetie. Can you tell everyone how it came about that you were able to earn your bachelor's degree? How long did it take you? Overall, it took me about 14 years. Wow. So tell us why it took so long to get your bachelor's degree, since the average time it takes is about four to five years. Well, the Lord just took me on a roundabout pathway, is what I, I guess I have to say. And it wasn't normal. I always wanted to finish my college degree and perhaps go beyond that, but the Lord had other plans for me. Right after high school, you went directly to college for a couple of years, but you wanted to do something different, so you dropped out and moved across country. After moving, I know you became a believer, and sometime after, we met and we got married, and you weren't going to school. Through a number of circumstances, I had decided I wanted to go back to school, and then ended up leaving school and having to raise a family. So it was a very long journey. We had to, I, I worked in a store for many years and overall about 20 years, but I ended up being, you know, the Lord opened the door so I can finish my bachelor's degree uh, and finally graduated uh, with a degree in English in at about you know, 14 years after I started. So we have 10 kids and at one point you were working three jobs, working for the store, and writing for the newspaper that That's was a correct. big newspaper in our area yep. and we delivered newspapers we did anything that we could to make ends meet while you were working 
right. and going to school. Right. And you didn't just get an English degree, but got a supplemental in? In chemistry. So that's, that was another thing that the Lord opened up just amazingly. I sort of always wanted to be a teacher. In fact, when I was in grade school, we had a career day. And my career at that time was a teacher. I always thought it would be kind of exciting and interesting to be a teacher. You know, the Lord has sort of blessed me with the ability to do that. And an opportunity opened up to move into a teaching job if I had, if I was able to finish about a year and a half course to get a credential. It was really the Lord's work. I was accepted to it and eventually I was able to graduate from that. And then that led directly to a job offer, which was kind of nice to get a job even in the midst of that educational experience. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to sort of move on, move on in my education and to sort of broaden my horizons. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if the Lord's going to open any more doors for me to utilize my education anymore. I've been teaching for about 25 years now in high school. But I wanted to perhaps open up more opportunities to teach elsewhere. And so I decided that I wanted to try to earn a master's degree. And it's a bit, maybe in looking at it, you'd see, say, it's a bit later in my life to earn a master's degree, but I always had an ambition to do that, and I've been encouraged by grandmom and the kids <laughs> to go ahead and pursue that. And again, the Lord opened up an opportunity to do that, and it was about a two-year experience. And this past spring, even in the midst of the COVID shutdowns and all the things that were involved with that, I was able to finish my work and uh, graduate and earn it a, a master's degree in chemistry education and that was really a great blessing and mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. the Lord led all the way through and he opened that door mm -hmm. and so I don't know what will come of it mm -hmm. but I will expect him to open whatever doors in the future. Yep and so that's just been a real blessing and the classes were difficult. I know nothing about chemistry but in any case he earned it. We were so thrilled for him and happy for him. He did it all while going to school, and he did it all by God's strength and his grace, and we're super proud of him. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to be on Grandmom's Corner, and just to, as an encouragement, if God is in charge of your life, you never know what the road will look like. And he opens up those opportunities, and if you have faith, as the book of Hebrews talks about, if you have faith, he leads you. And again, I wouldn't have planned mm -hmm. To take you know 14 years <laughs> to graduate from college and then another couple years after a long time being graduated another couple years to do a master's degree but that's been his plan and i look forward to see what he will do in our future yep thanks sweetie appreciate it sure happy to be here galatians 6 9 tells us let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary this verse is a general encouragement to keep at something and to not give up. Often we grow tired physically, which can lead to discouragement. My husband had to persevere and not give up, even when he was exhausted from raising a family, which involved doing what parents do. Go to all of your kids' games, coach your daughters in softball and your sons in baseball. He had to work long days and was exhausted much of the time, but he persevered and he looked to God for his endurance. And when he was taking his master's degree coursework, he was also teaching full-time. Chemistry is a hard subject, but again, he didn't give up 
and God empowered him to finish. And guess what? He also got all A's. So we're infinitely proud of him. This week, if you get tired while doing your schoolwork or your chores, remember to pray that God will give you the power to finish and that he'll also give you joy as you seek to honor and glorify him. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with a new story. Bye for now.